Hi, everybody, and welcome to Sidebar. I am here with two fired up colleagues. And <laughs> what are we fired up about? We are fired up about Britney Spears. Uh, we had a show maybe about a month ago, if you remember, about the Free Britney movement. And I had some hot takes on that episode that in <laughs> we retrospect, all did. yeah, we all did, that in retrospect maybe didn't completely capture the full picture we're just learning uh so i think i am going to defer to fine laws resident britney spears experts andy and laura to kind of give us a little <laughs> bit of information about this uh andy or laura can can you tell our listeners what's going on with the britney case please take it away laura i okay i will do that here i am laura temi fine laws don't judge me host and amateur music historian also time traveling <laughs> lawyer. <laughs> I've started to get too many titles, but no, I mean, I, I don't want to joke too much because this is, this has become a very serious situation. Uh, recently, Britney Spears testified directly to a judge and it was the first time that she had spoken publicly about the conservative conservatorship that she's been under for the past 13 years. And the testimony is, is upsetting um, for uh, for basically, I think, anyone who takes the time to listen to it. Um, she spoke to the judge for about 23 minutes. She had a lot of notes prepared to inform the judge of how this conservatorship has had a negative impact on her life. And yeah, it's it's the kind of thing where I'm... <laughs> normally, I love to be right. And the last time we talked about this, I did bring up that Although the two of you made good points that as far as the legal standard for conservatorships, under that standard, she had the opportunity to end the conservatorship, to make a petition for that. And as far as we knew, had never done that. But I did mention that I had a feeling there was something else going on behind the scenes here. And based on the allegations in this testimony, there's a lot going on behind the scenes here. <laughs> And it's uh, yeah, and it sounds like it, it sounded like one of the reasons why she had never filed to end the conservatorship is because she didn't know that yeah. that was something that she could do. Yeah, which was hard to hear. Yeah, which you know it makes it, yeah it makes me feel like a jackass, um, <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of I'm sure a lot of other people too. Yeah, her her actual quote about that was, "I'm sorry for my ignorance, but I didn't know that, you know, I didn't know that I could." petition to end this and and again it's it's like we said before we don't know all of the information we know a little bit well we know a lot more now but we don't know exactly what she did or didn't talk to her lawyer about I don't know why she didn't know or didn't understand that this was an option but it's unfortunate that she didn't because it seems that this has been a really terrible situation for her for a long time and she wasn't aware that she could have ended it. So I, I did listen a little bit to uh, some of her testimony and you're right, Laura, there, there was a lot of emotion in her voice and, and it was hard to listen to. And it's a good reminder that a lot of legal issues, you know, we like to have fun, but that they, they deal with serious life altering consequences. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we, we don't make light of that fact. Um, but I, I kind of wanted to know, what exactly is she asking for now? We we finally kind of got her 
point of view on things. And so, so what does she want? What's her ideal outcome? So what she was asking for from the judge um, in this recent testimony was two things mainly. She wants to end the conservatorship without having to have an additional evaluation and to be given permission to hire her own lawyer because she has had a court-appointed lawyer um, since 2008. Normal procedure for ending a conservatorship would be a judge would order an evaluation, basically having the conservatee speak with a court-appointed psychiatrist and Mm -hmm. probably talking about financial matters and all that stuff. Am I... Yeah. Basically showing that the person can, because one one of the arguments always for her being under the conservatorship was that the way her father and her father's lawyers and whatever, and uh, phrased it was that she was always exceptionally vulnerable to being financially exploited. Um, Say, you know, by her own father who could (laughs) order her, who could order a woman in her thirties to wear an IUD. Um, oh my god see, don't but even I, get me started on that but i could <laughs> but i could see but i could see why he would be so worried about her being exploited i could see why jamie mm-hmm. spears would be so worried about his meal ticket being exploited by yeah. someone else oh absolutely <laughs> yeah uh, you know god forbid that this person who has been on tour for a thousand years and who you know <laughs> did all her own choreography for a las vegas residency is able to go on vacation when she wants to. I, you know, I just, it's, or get married. It's ridiculous. Yeah. She, you know, and, and that was the other kind of heartbreaking thing about this is, you know, she's talking about wanting to have a break and wanting to get married and maybe have another child. And the people around her have not allowed her to do that. And it's just, yeah, <laughs> it's heartbreaking. Yeah. She, I'm, she also made it sound like she didn't have much say in, the mental health treatment that she underwent as mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah. That her, you know, she didn't really want to be on lithium. It sounded to me kind of questionable whether she wanted to do this latest inpatient stay that she did in 2018 or 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we did talk last time about how a conservatorship in this situation is, is pretty unusual for somebody who's, who's working basically full time. My position then was that we didn't really understand what she wanted. We did we didn't know mm-hmm. what she was going through. But now that she's demonstrated her thoughts behind it and elaborated on why she thinks it's oppressive, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't want I don't want to put words in in her mouth, but maybe maybe you know abusive or or we're approaching that line, you know. So she basically wants a new lawyer the end of the conservatorship and basically to be in charge of her own life and her own finances from now on. Is that kind of an accurate mm-hmm. summary? Yeah. We're talking. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking a, a grown woman in her late thirties mm-hmm. here. This is not yeah. the typical conservatorship situation, which a lot of times is reserved for people with um, serious health issues such as like mm-hmm. Alzheimer's or dementia or ALS or something like that, where, where it's very yeah. hard for people to communicate that we're very hard for them to communicate their wishes regarding their health care and their financial matters and things like that. And this is someone who has suffered like 
has suffered from mental health episodes mm-hmm. and has talked about why she, and has she has she has said why she felt the conservatorship was necessary in 2008 when it first started mm-hmm. however yeah yeah listen to that yeah i mean all it takes is just to listen to the testimony and it yeah. sounds it sounds like a pretty gross violation of her civil liberties at this point well yeah in in that testimony it's definitely not you're definitely not listening to a person who is unaware of their situation or unable to communicate their feelings about it. Right. She was exactly, she was clearly upset and nervous, but she, you know, yeah, she was very clear about what she wanted and why. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, that fact alone, I don't really see how they're going to tell her no at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's not an issue of her mental capacity. I mean, it still is, but you know, basically what what our position is or or what your position is Laura and Andy is that she's perfectly capable of making her own decisions and if there was anything that she... and messing up and messing up you know if well, of that's course. if that's if that's what happened yeah if she, if she wants to spend all her money she has the right to do that yeah, yeah exactly yeah. this is you, you, mm-hmm. people people all across this country are allowed to <laughs> spent to spend themselves into oblivion you know and yeah. wreck them and wreck themselves financially and make all sorts of questionable choices or whatever but mm-hmm. because she had the unfortunate luck of being filmed by paparazzi essentially having a having a a break she's been this is this is not how a normal person would be treated well and and I brought up the last time we talked about this that the conservatorship seems like it should have been the last resort and that there probably were other ways that this situation could have been handled even back in 2008 in order to protect her at that time, but also protect her rights going forward. Yeah. There are accountants and lawyers who make it their life, who make it their life's work to look out for people like, Mm -hmm. like Brittany. I think my earlier point was that we're, we're kind of assuming that her mental state is at least, back to where she wants it to be, where she can take her own things. You know, we're not psychiatrists and we're not diagnosing anybody. And um, Oh, yeah, of course. You know, it's my point is more that at this point, it seems like what happened was that she maybe wasn't as aware of her legal rights as she could have been mm-hmm. because uh, one thing that's been consistent is that Um, everybody on all sides and this was my point last time was that you know she had never filed for ending the conservatorship but you know if Mm -hmm. she wasn't aware that that was a possibility it seems like this is something that can and should be corrected as soon as possible so the issue of her mental capacity is kind of outside the realm of our knowledge but um yeah but at least at least legally if if she wasn't aware of her rights there's no reason why she can't provide information now and file then the conservatorship and kind of get started on that track really right away. Um, and this was not information that we know that we knew about until it was made public because I because Brittany wanted it to be that way. Yeah. 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 I wanted to talk about that a little bit because, you know, everything has been sealed and, um, you know, she could have, you know, she, she wasn't like, sequestered without access to video or anything so she could have brought this up publicly Mm -hmm. but she didn't and i'm wondering if you maybe want to talk a little bit about 
why she was kind of keeping this private. I mean, yeah, you bring up a good point because, yeah, she does have a very active Instagram. And, you know, as we talked about last time, you know, yeah, she's she was posting videos fairly regularly and most of the time seemed, you know, happy and fine and everything's great. And she did touch on that in her testimony. She mentioned, let's see, I have a quote from her here. She said, it's been embarrassing and demoralizing what I've been through. And that's the main reason I didn't say it openly. I didn't think anybody would believe me. And especially based on some of the specifics that she came out with, unfortunately, I'm not surprised that she felt that way, especially given how she's been treated by, you know, media in the past. Yeah, no, that's understandable. And so, I, yeah, I just kind of wanted to bring that up because I think the, the kind of consistent argument from Jamie Spears' lawyers has been like, well, it must be working or else she wouldn't have, mm-hmm. she would have done something about it. And I think right. for the first time we learned why she hasn't done anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. And kudos to her for instance, because it was attempted to seal last week's hearing as well. There was earlier mm-hmm. and it was, and it was because of Brittany that it was not. And that, and that, that testimony is public now. So good for her. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And if you listen I, you know, I've just, I've just got to get this off my chest because I saw, because <laughs> oh, I said, because I saw a lot of, you know, you see all the, the, the conversation and the discourse or whatever that <laughs> happened that happens around newsworthy events like this. And I saw a lot of people saying, well, it's very clear that she's still unstable because of how she sounded in her courtroom testimony. And man, what she described was a black mirror episode, you know, being, being totally understanding what is happening to you Mm -hmm. and wanting to be out of it and no one listening to you. Mm -hmm. It's, it is, if your, if your liberties were being violated the way she described hers were, and you had your chance to stand up in open court you'd probably start talking a little fast and you'd probably mm-hmm. say the F word a couple times too. So yeah, <laughs> you're right. Absolutely. And there's a lot at stake. So a little, some mm-hmm. nerves are, are pretty understandable and, and emotion is understandable. Yeah. So give her a break. Like that one, like that, like yeah. that, like that one fan said about, about Brittany all these years ago, just, just leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. She has the right for everybody to just leave her the hell alone. Yeah. Unless you unless you want to give her like a pat on the back and a go get them. Just just leave her. Just leave her be. Thanks for listening to Sidebar from Fine Laws Don't Judge Me. We'll be releasing these every other week between our full length episodes. Please subscribe to rate and review our show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if there's a topic you'd like to hear us cover, send us an email at finelawpodcast at thompsonreuters.com. Thank you.